So it was another red day for growth stocks. It seems like the sell-off is not stopping. On today's episode, I'm going to share four ways on how to buy the dip. And for each way, I'm going to share both the risk and the reward side of them. If this is your first time here, make sure to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the thumbs up and follow me on Twitch where I live stream, taking a look at stocks you want me to look at. So let's get started. I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. The Motley Fool is a company that provides investing insight and stock recommendations for investors of all skill sets and risk levels. You guys know I love finding new investing tools and resources to help me scout out new growth stocks. And right now I have a discount for one of my favorite services The Fool offers. Through The Motley Fool Stock Advisor service, you get access to a ton of expert stock picks. Every month you'll get two picks that are aimed at growing your wealth and to help you realize your financial goals. Stock advisors average stock picks have done some crazy returns if growing your money is something you'd like to do more of this year you can visit the fool.com slash jose naharo or click on the link below for access to my special offer and decide if the stock advisor is right for you thanks again to the motley fool and now back to today's episode so before i take a look at four different ways to buy the dip I want to just show how the overall market is doing and right it pretty much this market correction is pretty much affecting growth style investors right we can see SPY right now is only down about 0.5% from for the day and from its all-time highs is down less than 3% the Q's which are a little more tech heavy are it was down about 1.7% for the day and from its all-time highs it is down 7.3 so SPY and the Q's are, are not in correction yet now, if we take a look at IWM, which is the Russell 2000 from its all time highs is down about 9.5% closer to correction. And today it was down 2.3%. If you're more like a heavy growth investor, your portfolio is probably following more like ARK, even though it is an ETF. Um, I do believe this is probably the closest relations you might have to it. ARK was down about 5.6%. And from its all-time highs, the stock is actually down 25.7%. So we can see if you're a growth-style investor, your portfolio is probably hitting a nice correction at the moment. And before I go any further, I'm not saying don't buy the dip, right? I'm a huge advocate of buying the dips, but I think it's very important to have a plan when some, when the market is super volatile, because when you have a plan, you remove emotions out of the game and removing emotions out of the game can help you not lose money in the long run. I do believe one of the main reasons investors lose money is because they do emotional investing. And the best way to remove emotional investing or emotional trading is to have a plan. So to make these examples perfectly clear, let's just assume I have some arbitrary number uh, of cash available to use right now. It could be anything from 1,000, 10,000, 50,000 to 100,000. The actual number doesn't matter, but it's pretty much just to prove these examples. Let's just go with the easy number of about 10,000 at the moment. So way number one, way number one would be buying all at once. So that means using all your $10,000 and putting it all into whatever you want at one time. Now let me talk about the risk and reward for this method. First, the risk. And I think everybody can see the risk here. What if you bought, you used all your money at once and that wasn't the bottom? You're screwed, right? I mean, you're not really screwed, but you're going to be in for a hell of a ride, especially emotionally. If you didn't buy at the bottom and you spent all your money at once, Every time the stock market drops and drops and drops, you're just going to be like, man, I wish I would have done it. I I wish I would have waited. I wish I would have waited. I wish I would have waited. And that starts to build that form of emotional investing or emotional regret that can in the long run make you make even worse mistakes. 
the huge reward about this is if you bought at the bottom and you used all your money, then the rewards can be really, really great. To me, this is actually my least favorite method and it's one I would never attempt to doing just because of that risk of you don't know when the bottom happens. So now my second method. The second method is one I normally don't do either, um, but I think it's a little bit better than the first method. And none of these methods, in my opinion, are wrong, right? All these methods can do great for you. It's just more of you understanding which matches your risk and reward tolerance. Because once you're able to, to manage that reward, to that risk tolerance especially, it allows you to remove those emotions out of the game. So the second way is wait for a reversal. And usually when you wait for a reversal, the great thing about waiting for a reversal is you're going to miss out on a lot of red days. So unlike the first hour, where you just bought in all at once and then see these red days with waiting for a reversal, you kind of miss a lot of the red days. So you're kind of eliminating the risk there. And when you wait for the reversal, when the reversal happens, whatever type of index or whatever type of alert or technical analysis you might be doing that shows you, hey, the stock market is, is ready to go back up again, then you go all in at once. So what's the reward here? The first great thing about the reward, I think it's both monetary and emotional. Emotional because you are you have removed a lot of those red days. And again, a lot of those red days can, can bring that negativity into, into your investment style and kind of make you doubt yourself and create that fear or, or that negative emotions inside of you. And again, lead to making bad investment choices. The other reward is monetary, right? It's probably not as high reward as if you would have bought at the bottom, but unfortunately, no one knows when that bottom happens. Now let's take a look at the risk. The risk for this method is what if the reversal was just a fake reversal, right? No one, again, no one knows the bottom. No one knows if the reversal was a true was a true indicator or it's just another dead cat bounce. This is another one I don't I don't like too much. And the reason, again, just because you're really trying to time the market. So the third way we're going to take a look at is probably my favorite method out of all the four ways we're out of the four ways we're going to take a look at. And this method is buying using X percentage of your of your buying power every X percentage drop. So that might sound pretty crazy, right? So what does this mean? Let's say I have that $10,000 right now, right? And the stock market or whatever my portfolio looks like hits that correction. So if that correction is happening, now I have that $10,000 buying power ready to use. Now, every time the stock market, for me, every time my the overall stocks drop around 3%, it allows me to put in either 10, 15, 20% of that buying power into the stock market. So if it drops 3%, I'm putting 10% of that buying power. If it drops another 3%, I'm putting another 10, another 10% of my portfolio. If it keeps dropping and dropping and dropping, I keep putting 10 and 10 and 10 and 10%. So what is the reward? Um, what is the risk here? So I think the, the risk is if the, if the stock market only goes down two times, you've only, you've only used 20% of your buying power. So you still have about 80% of your buying power that you didn't use ahead of time. So you kind of, you might miss out on some of the gains. What are some of the, what, what's that, what more risk do you have? Obviously, there is the risk that, hey, the stock market has multiple 3% down days that you can co- go through your, your buying power after a few days. 
Um, and, and that's kind of what happened. Uh, that's the plan I actually followed um, during the whole COVID crash. I used a nice amount during the first 10% drop. And then every time the stock market dropped 3%, 3%, 3%, I would put buying power, buying power. Unfortunately, there weren't enough 3% days with the amount of cash I had at hand. So I didn't use all that cash available to me, which in the long run made me lose some of those gains. I do believe the huge reward I get here is I am super emotionally prepared for this, right? I know, hey, if the stock market continues to drop, I, I still have buying power. If the stock market turns around, I already did a nice amount of buying. So I, I, I did a mixture of both. Uh, and again, because the risk is probably a little bit lower here, your reward is also a bit lower. But I do like this, enjoy this a little bit better. And let's say the stock market does go back up. I will start usually putting that extra cash to work on like a, a timely basis or either decide to build up a cash position. Um, so at the end of the day, it's not really a lose situation, in my opinion. Um, it's just not the biggest winning situation. So the fourth method I'm going to talk about is actually another method I do. And this might be one that let's say I didn't have high buying powers. How would I buy some of these dips? The first thing is, like I mentioned earlier, I don't know if I mentioned earlier on my portfolio, even though I consider myself some form of growth investor, I do invest in stocks like Microsoft, like Berkshire, um, like Google and stuff like that, that right now don't get too affected compared to some of my growth stocks. So one thing I might do is sell a small position out of those stocks that haven't taken a beating and put it into some of the stocks that have taken a beating because I believe in the future they're going to produce me with better returns. But this is one that's I, I think very tricky to do because it's not like I'm buying my losers. I would only do this if the stock I want to buy has one been beaten down a lot and two it's a stock that I have very very high conviction on. If it's one that I I, I it, the conviction on it needs to be higher than my Microsoft needs to be higher than my Google needs to be higher than my Berkshire and it's very very rare for that to happen. So unless that other stock is one I'm super super bullish on, I wouldn't do this. But this allows me to hey, these other positions were pretty much like a a small form of cash position and now that the stock my stocks have gotten beaten down i'm gonna take out some of the money from there and put them to work on the growth stocks and this method i actually put it to work with method three that i mentioned so let's say i had a big position in berkshire or let's say i had a big position in some some value stock or whatever i wouldn't sell the whole position at once again i don't know when the bottom is so i would sell like 10 position in my berkshire position and use that to buy a beaten down stock. And the trend continues, continues, continues. And again, sometimes I, I might end up building a great position on one of these growth stocks. And I still have a nice position on these value stocks that allow me to keep this kind of cash ready at hand at the same time. So what is the risk with, with this method? There's always risk, right? There's always, always risk. The risk here is what if value stocks continue to do better in the long term of things? I sold a, a position that could have made me money for a position that's not doing anything in my portfolio. The reward, hey, if it is, if this correction is just for uh, X amount of time, those growth stocks can probably give me better returns than these value stocks. 
So like in these four ways, there's always risk and there's always rewards. It's all try to understand which risk and reward method works best for you. Like I mentioned, for me, it's method three and the mixture of four with method three. Let me know in the comments, which one is probably your preferred method. And if there's one method I might've missed out, make sure to share. Um, it's great to share with the community, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Like always, take care, have a good night and see you next time.